No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how-to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737-WWTN. That's 737-9986. So here's your host, financial counselor and tax consultant, Dr. Friday. Today, I'm Dr. Friday, and the doctor is in the house. And is it busy around here? For all of those that are entrepreneurs or in charge of payroll department, obviously, you know that W-2s are due on Monday, the 31st, and so are 1099 miscellaneous, 1099 NECs. So we need to make sure all that information is out there. And if you're doing your own payroll, obviously, a lot of times you want to make sure you've reconciled your state with your 941, your 940, and your W3s to make everything balances out. Because the last thing you want to get is a love letter halfway through the year that says, oh yeah, um, it looks like you reported this here and we've uh, got W2s for this. And please explain the difference. Never a good day when that happens. And uh, normally I find that happens is sometimes in payroll systems, someone will make an adjustment after um, a 941 from one quarter has been filed, then another adjustment will be made. And just makes it a bit more challenging when it comes down to it. So just make sure that your information is correct and make sure your employees um, have the ability to receive them by Monday, at least in the mail by Monday. So that way you're in compliance and you don't have to worry about it. Um, That makes life a little bit more exciting than, you know, just uh, winging it and saying, oh yeah, we're going to get those out because employees can be a bit testy when they don't get what they want, uh, especially when it's time for them to file their tax returns. Um, so making sure that information. Now, I will say to employees, it is not your employer's responsibility to make sure that your social security number, if it's been provided properly, that that is still the right number, especially the name address change. That is your responsibility. And according to the IRS, an employer can charge somebody for making those changes after this, you know, after a W-2 has been filed, because, well, then you, you usually have to file an amended or corrected one, which can cost additional funds. So just making sure that you've updated your employer, even if you've left them, you know, send them something before the end of the year so their records can be up to date. So when they kick out those W-2s, you're getting it or making sure nowadays a lot of us are sending our W-2s via email. So again, making sure you have a current email or if you've changed something, notifying the employer prior to uh, the 1st of January is usually the best bet because many employers, some some employers have their W-2s out within the first week of January, some not as, not as fast as others. But all in all, you want to make sure that you've done your best to comply with what the uh, IRS or Social Security Administration has required. And it's always a great idea to go on to SSA, that's socialsecurityadministration.gov, ssa.gov, sign up, and that way you can see your Social Security. I've had more than one situation where somebody has come back and because something has went wrong or something hasn't posted properly, um, years are missing in people's social security. They work, they, they know they file taxes, but when they go to the social security administration, those years aren't showing up. Now, sometimes with entrepreneurs or business owners, sometimes you've had a bad year. Sometimes you've had a year where you may not have paid social security, or you paid a lot less in social security than you thought you did. Um, so, you know, keeping an eye on that, knowing because when it comes time to being able to go on the Social Security, the IRS is going to look at the last 30 years and they're going to take the highest 10 
years or 40 quarters, um, depending on most entrepreneurs. Again, we don't do things as much by quarters because we're not on W-2 in some cases. So they're going to have 10 years. They may equally divide those into quarters for you, but it's really important to keep all that information straight. Letting you know that you have that. This year, we want to make sure, again, there are um, many tax changes that we're dealing with. You want to make sure that you have brought in the um, child tax credit um, letter. I think it's a 6419. I don't have the numbers in front of me, guys. Um, But there's a letter that you're going to receive from the Internal Revenue Service. And apparently it's in English and Spanish for all of those that may have chose either way. Um, But um, it's going to say CTC on it, no matter what, child tax credit. And it's going to be his and hers, husband and wife. So, um, you know, it's going to be half on each of you that's going to show up in there. And then the same thing for the um, recovery tax credit or the recovery rebate credit. And that was the stimulus, right? We still had one in 2021 that was up in March and it would have been $1,400 for each person. Now it did reduce down if you were hitting the higher tax bracket. So um, again, those are very, very important letters. I will say um, that um, you will want to have, let's see, he said he sent it out to me, uh, have that information available so that you can make sure that you, you know, know what you have going. And especially if you're doing your taxes, or if I'm doing your taxes, or somebody else is doing your taxes, we are not going to know how much credit you received, we're not going to know the rest of that information. So you need to definitely have those forms, or have a screenshot if you don't have the actual paper, but we need to make sure all of that is showing up and it's properly um, in there the right way and how it's going to go through. So we're uh, just getting going here. So if you do, you can also join us here live in the studio. It's a little nippy outside. So some of you guys might be sitting at home working on your taxes. And if you've got a question, you can join us 615-737- 9986-615-737-9986. We take your calls and that way we can hopefully help you, you know, make sure everything is coming out, make sure everything is good. If you if you're in the process of maybe um you've you've sold real estate or you've you've sold your primary home or you sold a business, last year was a big year for selling things. I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I have probably more people that either sold primary homes or, or a combination of primary and rental investment properties, 1031s and, and you know, of course, exclusions on homes. Um, all of those are gonna come into play. Making sure you have all the right tax documents, very, very important because it's very hard to do a tax return properly if you don't know or have the proper information. So again, really good for you to make sure that you have all the right information, making sure everything is going in the right direction. If you're not sure what that information is, you know, you can either call the show 615-737-9986, or you can email me friday at drfriday.com. We are um, taking our questions through there as well. Cause I know, you know, sometimes your question can either be a little too complicated for a radio show or Um, or you're just a little nervous and you're not too sure what you want to do with it. So, all right. Looks like we have a Charlie on the line, Charlie, and he's caught in a love letter. Hey, Charlie, what's happening? Hi, Dr. Friday. This week I got a letter from the, I, 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 this week I got a letter from the IRS and, um, it's kind of strange. Um, I haven't had any problems. I filed my taxes last year on time. 
And uh, I got a letter that said, we haven't received your tax return. In large oh, yeah. letters, it says credit on account, and they show the amount, and it's the same amount I sent them in that I owed last year. Yeah, Charlie, I'm going to tell you, that's a great call, and I want to thank you for calling, because I got, or I should say my clients, three people got the same letter, and I have e-file verification on all three. The credit exactly matches what either, you know, that they, they should have in there as far as the money in there, which in one case, yeah. the person, um, you know, mailed the voucher and everything. The other two were electronically paid, which means the government had to take the money out of the bank. Yet they sent and said, we have not received your 2020 um, return, but, um, you know, this is the credit. Please file the return. Um, obviously my answer to you is, and the same answer I, I, what I did for all my clients, we just, you know, put it in a priority envelope with tracking and we, we labeled on the top, you know, here's the e-file confirmation. In my case, I put that in there showing this was received. Um, obviously payment was correct. Uh, please process the return, you know, and, um, I would suggest re-signing the return. You can either date it now or, or put, you know, say second copy on the top of the letter, you know, just so they know that you filed it on time, but definitely resubmit a return. What happened, I think, Charlie, is that they've got over 6 million returns still not processed from 2020. So I think in cleaning up some of this possibly, and this is a guess, I'm not an expert on this thing, but I think somehow some of those returns just kind of got voided or removed or like someone's cleaning up and they're just I don't know. They disappeared. So they're just asking us to resubmit them, which is going to delay refunds on a couple of people. But um, that being said, great question. And yeah, my suggestion is, Charlie, just resubmit a copy, but I would send it by priority or something you could track just so you can prove you responded. Okay. And if you send a voucher in, just send in your, a copy of a copy of your 2020 returns and it's kind of a cover letter explaining what you, what what happened. Exactly, I would just mistake, send right? you know cover letter saying hey, and then like I said, on mine we we sent in the e file confirmation, but in yours, if you didn't e file, if you mailed it, but the money's there, obviously you mailed it with the check, um, saying right. hey, I mailed it the original return with the check. Obviously you've received the check. Here's a second copy because what we don't want to get hit with for any reason is failure to file penalties. Right. I mean, right. they've got right. the money, but if they say, well, you gave us the money, but, you know, try to hit you with a penalty of some sort. We want to kind of zoom that off at the beginning, in my opinion. It may not apply in every case, but you never know what the government's thinking. So I usually try to reiterate the fact that we were in the right. You blew it. You know, just make it right. So you don't charge me more money. <laughs> OK, and send it to this address at the top here, at Kansas City Department yes. of Treasury. Yes. All right. Yes, I'll do that. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks, Thank buddy. You. I appreciate you. All right. Bye -bye. Yes, let's go to Rosie. Rosie in Nashville. Hi, Dr. Hey, Rosie. How, how are you? I am good. Um, quick question about the facial recognition. I've read multiple articles, conflicting articles, saying that it's starting in 20, summer of 2022, and that we will need to do it to file our taxes, and another article says we won't do it needed to file our taxes just for estimated payments. Um, and then another article yesterday I read said IRS is not doing it because of the privacy advocates pushing back. So what's the latest and what are your thoughts on that? And, and Rosie, I think I may have been talking over you. What was the original question? Oh, sorry. The, um, 
the uh, facial recognition. Oh, okay. Um, That's what I thought you were going with, but I didn't want to just jump in and then answer your question like it wasn't the right question. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that right now, according to what we receive from the IRS, they are not going to be able to, um, I mean, in the hands of the IRS, they're really, truly trying to stop fraud, right? There's so many people that are claiming people that aren't their children, you know, fake tax returns are going out. They're trying to find a way to do that. And the facial recognition way was one way that they've tried. It's not as easy as people like to think trying to set that up. Um, I wasn't very successful and I finally got it, but it, seriously, it was, and I should be pretty easy, but anyways, um, they, they said that you're right. That initially they were trying to have everybody that wanted to have at least online access. You were going to have to go through the facial recognition. They have put a hold on that because there is, um, some, some cases out there that they're basically saying privacy issues that they shouldn't have to. Um, I'm hoping I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of, and I'm, I'm not going to say, I know people are going to say, well, big brother's watching, but come on people. We already have so many cameras and everything out there anyways. If it's a way of making things move faster without having to hold up on my refunds or my, my client's tax returns, let's try to find a way that we can do it. But right now, Rosie, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to stay up in courts right now. Okay, thank you. And yeah, so I can, no problem. last year I just went online, like to irs.gov, mm-hmm. and, um, and uh, um, filed my tax, taxes online. Right, so I can you use one of the I online that links year. that they have. Correct. It goes to a different right. website, but yeah, but I can still continue to do that. Okay. You're going to be able um, to do that. A, I mean, I think most of those are subcontractors to the, you know, like, I don't know, H&R Block, you know, I mean, I think some of them all have some um, things, but there's no, yes, you can continue to do that. And I don't believe you'll have to have it at least. Now, some of them may try to push back, but I think they're going to end up having to hold off, I think. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, Thanks, Rosie. And uh, also, if there, are, if there are any Tom Brady fans out there, just I just got a breaking news uh, notification that he's retiring. So. Oh, man. But he did have a great <laughs> run. All right. Thanks, Rosie. He Appreciate did. it. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Friday. I appreciate you too. Great show. No I love your show. Thanks. I'm Thanks. a fan girl. Right. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Rosie. All right, Randy. <laughs> Randy, my boy, recovery tax credit. What we have? Yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering, is what is that? Is that something new for 2021? I mean, my situation is I have a grandson that uh, – I have a daughter that lives at home with me and has a, has a son – and he was adding to her home uh, about mid-year. And I'm just curious. I heard about that. Uh, it might have been one of your uh, minute updates that mm-hmm. you do occasionally. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering about that. Sure. Um, so you have two. With a child, there would be the the advanced child tax credit that was coming out. Your daughter probably received it the whole, well, starting in July. It would have come out from July through December. Um, and then there was the four hundred, the $1,400 stimulus is what everyone referred to it, but us tax people think of it as the recovery credit. Um, but you would have received 1400 for everybody in your household, but that would have been around March. She may not have been in the house at that time, but she should have either where she was at should have received it for the child as well. If she didn't receive it, there is a letter that's being sent out for anyone that has received and tells you how much you have received um, for both of those. Um, But if if they haven't received it, you can take that credit on this current tax year, 2021, and you'd be able to get the 1400 and any missing plus the other half of the child tax credit. Okay. And that would be for the grandson, right? That would be for the grandson, correct. 
I'm assuming you received you your credit or I mean, Well, and I, let me like put a, a little caveat in there, Randy. Your income needs to be low enough to qualify for the 1400 Child tax credit is, is a little bit bigger, but if if you're married and you make more than 150, or if you're single and you make more than 75, you probably aren't going to get much of that 1400, if any. Okay. Well, I just, I'd like yeah. to say, I heard about it and was just curious. Call my, call no. my other. It's a great question. And I think right. there's still quite a few people out there, especially if uh, situations where things have changed. It, it's certainly worth looking in, but it would probably be listed. The 1400 would be under your daughter, most likely, because she's the custodian, I'm assuming. Okay. All okay. right. Well, I do appreciate it, Dr. Brad. Thank you. Thanks, Randy. I appreciate you. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hit some more of your phone calls. You can reach us live here in the studio at 615-737-9986. We'll be right back. We are back here live in studio. This is the Dr. Friday Show. I'm an enrolled agent licensed by the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation, which basically means, guys, all I do is taxes. Um, so if you haven't filed taxes for a number of years, maybe you're thinking this is the time. You know what? I am going to make 2021 the year that I'm going to get straight with the IRS. And that's not as impossible as you might want to think. First thing you got to do, though, is, well, there's really two first in my mind. One, you've got to get in compliance, which means you've got to file all your back taxes that are required. You might be surprised, even though you haven't filed for 20 years, you may not have to file 20 years of back taxes. That's, I mean, there's certain rules and regulations and we can show you how that would work. The second part of that is you need to start paying now. So 2021, start making your quarterly or estimator or increase your W-2 withholding so that at the end of 2021, you're not going to be upside down. So that way, the bleeding has stopped. You're learning to live off of what you can live off of, not what you think you want to. And then every year you do your taxes and darn, you know what? I owe another two, three, four, or 30 or $40,000, whatever it might be in your world, doesn't change the fact that you need to fix that first. You got to learn to live what we can live off of. So that way, we can then start thinking about once we get that, what will we be able to pay backwards? And you want to pay forward first because the IRS is going to start taking a look and say, hey, you're not paying your quarterlies now, but we want you to start paying the back. Well, they can't do that if you're paying up front. So they have to back that out. So if you owe $25,000 a year in taxes and you make $100,000, they're only going to base it on that 75 if you've paid the 25000 It's that simple. And then they'll use that. They have to take all of your lifestyle out and all the other things. And you'll find that paying backwards may be a lot less. It may be a partial payment plan. It may be an offer and compromise. You may be in a non-collectible situation. All of those situations are there. But I do want to tell you, don't just go to someone if once you get one of those letters and the first thing a lot of people think, I mean, I know there's a lot of big companies out there that pushed and say, hey, give us a call. We'll help you. Ten cents on the dollar. All of this. Now, a lot of you guys or many of you guys may have already called me on this and you'll find out I'm pretty straightforward. A, I don't first thing I don't come out of my mouth. You won't hear me say, give me $4,500 or give me $10,000 right now. Give me a thousand dollars and start making a $500 a month payment and we're going to help you. Why and how could I know how much it's going to cost unless I really know what your issue is? If that person doesn't actually give you an evaluation first saying, hey, 
here's what we're going to do. Here's your option. You're going to do a payment plan because you've got equity in your home. You've got a 401k. You own other properties. You have the ability to pay, even though you may be cash poor, you're property rich or whatever the situation might be. It hurts. You might not want to hear it, but having someone else just take money and say, hey, we can do this for you before they've pulled your transcript and set up a plan. That is freaking crazy. So think twice before anyone says that to you, at least get the second opinion, come to our firm, let us tell you what we can do and see if we can't help you and at least give you a, an alternative to just doing something like that. Cause I can't tell you how many people in the last 20 years have done that first. And then they've had to come to my firm to actually get resolution. Not every time I'm not saying every, you know, everything that they do is wrong. I'm saying that sometimes they basically say they can do something and then they find out and that things don't move or get done. And I mean, the reason when people finally set their, their path to saying, Hey, I want to get resolution. I want to get the liens rifted. I want to, I want to start moving and buying and doing something. And you can't because they have you locked in. You need to have somebody that you can talk to someone that's getting copies of the love letters and someone that's going to be able to help you make it through that path because it's not as simple and it's a time consuming path. It's not something that's going to happen right now. It's going to be something that's going to take a bit of time. So don't think that if anyone comes in, they're going to say, Hey, that, you know, th this is going to happen. We're going to do this. Nothing moves quickly with the IRS. I mean, you guys should know that by listening to me all these years, many of you guys, you know, how many times have we talked about, I mean, look at you filed your 2020 taxes, you actually filed them on time, you paid them. And now there's letters coming out. And what's amazing, because again, you know, we're one firm and we're getting letters and then some of you guys are getting them as well. And then they're saying, wait, but make sure if, if 2020, and I want to put this out there because I got two phone calls last week when I said this, and it's really important for all of you that file your own tax return and, or maybe you go into places to get them done, but they require you normally to know what your AGI, your adjusted gross income is. And if you don't know what it is because 2020 isn't posted, if they try to e-file, they're going to get a rejection because 2020, the IRS specifically sent out a notice to all of us that prepare taxes and said, hey, if the case is 2020 hasn't posted yet in the AGI department, put a zero. That's right. Zero. Do not put anything. Just fill it in as zero and then e-file and it will be accepted. Very important because I know a lot of times when people are trying to get their taxes done, especially, you know, when you think you have a refund and you're really, but something happened to 2020, you still got to get 2020 resolved, but it doesn't stop you from doing 2021. And again, if your AGI is zero. Now, they also did say not to confuse individuals, but if you were one of those that went in in 2020 and you did one of those free returns because you were looking to get the stimulus money and you did that, they said to put $1 in on those individuals. But just keep it simple. Right now, most of you guys file taxes every year. And for those that filed, just like the gentleman that called um, Charlie, I mean, since he his 2020 aren't in the system yet, when he e-files his 2021, if he uses one of those softwares that require AGI, he would be putting zero in for his 2021 because 2020 hadn't posted yet. So that's really important to know. And just want to make sure because um, a lot of people get frustrated because they're like, well, I can't file 2020 or any the, the, prior, the next year because the prior year hasn't posted. The IRS understands this and they have 
tried or they are working on trying to make this a little better situation. All right. So we're going to take your phone calls when we get back. 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986. We're going to take your calls. We're going to talk about some of the tax changes, maybe a couple of tax things that people might overlook. Sometimes the simple things are what you might overlook. When we get back from this break, we'll be right back. We are back here live in studio. You can certainly join us if you want. 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986. So I do want to bring up a couple things. We've talked about the, the child tax credit that's going to be required on the tax return, as well as um, your rebate credit. Um, as well as charitable contributions. Remember, we talked about this in the past, but in 2020, they had a straight across the board, if you pay cash to a charity that you could write up to $300 for everyone, single or married. They changed it in 2021. So it's 300 for single and 600 for married. So that you would have your standard deduction plus this above. And now if you itemize, you would you would already have your, basically you'll get hundred percent of this, but this is basically for individuals that basically have um, the standard deduction. So this would give you an additional $600 for married, $300 for individuals that are single. So that would be um, one situation. We are still um, trying to figure out on some situations where the government is showing just as a point of interest, we keep talking about the child tax credit on the child tax credit. You may get a letter saying that you've received the money and you did receive the money, but the child is not yours this year on the tax return. Um, so you will end up having to report that and it will become income to you. So just as a point of interest, it's not one of those things like the stimulus where if you receive it, it's not going to be taxable. This is taxable income. I mean, you basically, and the problem is going to be in some cases, I had a case where the um, wife was receiving it. The husband was going to get it. So she was giving him the money. Um, so in those kind of situations, it's going to be interesting because the IRS isn't going to know she gave him the money. And we're going to have to figure out what that's going to do in the situation of a person that did actually give the money to the person that was supposed to get it. So they claim that they've received it, but the IRS is still going to show my client right now. She has a letter saying that she received, you know, um, $500 or whatever. And so um, it's in, in zero children. So it, it's going to be a challenge to explain this to the IRS. Uh, they were under, I think, some impression not too sure exactly how the IRS thought about this um, or if they thought about it, but they were under some impression that it was going to basically be pretty straightforward. It wasn't going to be a big deal. We're just going to give all these people advanced credits and then boom, everything should be perfect. Uh, yeah, well, we all know how perfect that kind of thing is and it doesn't always work out perfect. So just saying, if you have one of those unique situations, you're going to want to make sure that you use um, maybe a tax person that knows how to put memos and documents into a tax return when it's being e-filed to justify some of the uh, adjustments that might be being made when you're doing taxes under these situations. Um, all right, let's talk to Chris in Hermitage. Hey, Chris, what's happening in life, bud? Hi, Dr. Friday. Thanks for taking my call. We had a unique situation this year. 
my husband went to school in Wisconsin mm-hmm. for three weeks for his employer, mm-hmm. um, and his employer took taxes out for the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. Um, well, the bottom line is he's going to be a non-resident. If it's enough to go chasing, and I don't know how much, but you know, I mean, because you're going to end up paying $50, $60 to probably get it prepared. Um, You could maybe do it yourself, uh, but you're going to want to make sure you file a nine resident and then claim that money back Uh uh, because he was never actually a resident. He didn't live there long enough. And I'm assuming Mm -hmm. he didn't actually work there since he was in school. Right. He may have worked from home. I mean, I don't know if his job required to work at night or something. Yeah. No, no, it was strictly schooling. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, I mean, I would probably go back to the employer and say, you know, but that, yeah, that might be more challenging than it's worth, Um, you know, because (laughs) most employers are going to say, well, just file it then, but you're, you may not get a hundred percent of it back because a lot of times some States have minimums that they basically don't give back. You know, they have a, it's like a set fee because, you know, love, they love to hold on to our money. So um, just going to say, but definitely file a non-resident and it should be able to come mostly back to you, but it's just bizarre that they would have done that for an educational. And if he had went there and worked three weeks for an employer in that area, I would say, yeah, he would have had to, because he was using the roads, you know, I mean, he was an employee of that person, but in this scenario, Definitely an error on the employer side, but probably not going okay. to get fixed unless you just file a non-resident. Okay. And then if I could, just one quick question. Mm-hmm. Sure. We also took a distribution um, from one of his pension plans from a previous employer, mm-hmm. and that's triggering a uh, basis, Penalty. an IRA basis info. Mm-hmm. How do I need so to So was this that? a Roth or was this um, a traditional? It was a traditional. Just, okay. It was a traditional. Yeah. So it's it just basically making sure. Yeah. And you, you know, so the basis would be as of 1231 of the year before, just to let you know what number you're going to put in there. So as of 2020. Okay. You know, just put the basis in. Um, it's not going to mm-hmm. change anything on the taxes. And it's possible that it will be a 10% penalty because you sound pretty young. Uh, no. <laughs> Okay. Well, great. You're over 55. So you're like me. No. Um, all right. So if you're over, yeah, then you won't have the early withdrawal penalty, but if you're under, then there is a a direct rollover. Oh, it was a rollover. It was not. So you didn't take the money and put it in your pocket. No, no. It went directly to an IRA. Okay. So you went from one IRA to another or a 401k to an IRA, any of those kind of scenarios on the 1099 R what's in box. I used to have it memorized four or whatever. Um, where it's like a code seven, a code four. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it had a G. Okay, great. It had a letter so, G on yeah, it. G, which is, that's what it means, rollover. So G is perfect. So that shouldn't trigger anything. I'm kind of surprised it's triggering the basis, but maybe they're just trying to make sure that you have it on there again. So just put the total of all of his IRA 401ks on that total. Okay. All right. But you won't have any taxes right. in that case. Good job. Yeah. All right. Thank you. No problem, Chris. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Let's hit Lisa in Ashland City. Hey, Lisa. Hey there. How are you? I am good. What are you up to? Oh, running errands. But here's a quick question for you. I have a a 15-year-old son who, um, and when he was 14, he got 1099 by his employer. 15, they said they were taking out taxes. We get his W-2. His W-2, he made 30, 
$300 and they only took out $12.43 during that time. Most of his checks were $300, uh, $400. There was a couple that were only $50 or $60, but most of them were several hundred dollars and there was no income tax withheld. Now they did take out $200 in social security. Um, is there anything that should be reported as far as to the IRS, as far as that employer goes? No, I mean, you could file it for free if you wanted to and get the $12 back. If you want to go to the irs.gov, there's some free ones for those kind of, you know, for kids or young people or whatever that have simple, simple tax returns. But otherwise, you know, he doesn't have to file anything, the $12. I mean, personally, I think it'd be great if they could take out zero tax because there's no reason for him to have any taxes come out unless he's going to make more than 12 grand. And at 15, that's a little hard to do and work and go, I mean, go to school and do. So, I mean, I would almost claim him exempt. So that way, at least you didn't have to worry about his W-2. You know what I mean? Especially with the W-2, the 1099. Now that's a pain because obviously you had to file and pay some taxes because they didn't withhold. But with the W-2, right. we want nothing in box two in the perfect world for a minor child because then nothing's required for us to file. Okay. So as far as that goes, then he's just mark him as exempt and he's done. Exactly. I, I mean, exactly. I mean, I mean, since all the with, I mean, the biggest taxes that you have to deal with normally are Social Security and Medicare because of the 1099. Now it's all come out. So he doesn't need to do anything, but you kind of lost 12 bucks unless you want to chase it. I mean, I'm just saying it's too uh, small for yeah, most, no. but all in all, it'd be better if you can just tell his employer, just make him exempt because he he's not going to make $12,000 at 15 and 16. Likely. I mean, he could, I mean, some kids probably do, but all in all, until he makes over $12,000, he will have zero tax. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thanks. Appreciate you. Uh -huh. All right. I really appreciate the phone calls, guys. I always make my show so much more entertaining than you guys just hearing me chit-chat about different things. So um, we're going to basically be able to get another uh, few minutes in here. So if you want to join the show, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. We're going to be going into our third break here. When we come back, we'll be able to take your calls. But we have some situations. I do want to remind people because a couple of people have come on my emails and just asked a couple questions. But um, one question is when um, our taxes due April 18th for individuals. But remember, if you are a partnership or a sub S corporation um, or limited liability uh, filing as either of those, then that is March 15th, 315, which is coming before you know it. So make sure. And then also annual renewals. I mean, most people are getting emails, but if you do have a separate entity like LLC or a corporation, remember you can go to Secretary of State right now and file your annual report. Very important to do because if you don't file it on time, guess what happens? Then they basically make it, uh, they basically, you have to pay 70, get to reinstate it, right? And then they have to get tax clearance from the Tennessee Department of Revenue. It just takes a bit more work. If you just go in now and get it done properly, you'll find out that it's not a big idea. Uh, I mean, it's really quite simple and you do it now. Same thing with your business license. You want to do that as well. You want to get those renewed. Um, that's through Tintap. And then of course your franchise excise, all of those are due before the, pretty much around April 1st to April 15th, but we have the ability uh, to make that go through there. Lavinia, so I'm gonna go ahead and take a quick break. Looks like the phone lines are going crazy. Or do you want me to hit Steve? You want me to hit Steve? What's your thoughts? Wiggle your little mouse. You want me to hit 
Okay, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we get back, we'll hit Steve from Hendersonville and a few of the other individuals that are on hold. We're going to be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. All righty, we are... We're ready to go. We've got the live here in studio. Sorry. Let's hit Steve in Hendersonville. We got lots of callers. Hey, Steve. Hey there. What can I do for you, sweetie? I uh, had a son turn 18 in June last year, a single father, and he uh, worked a job for two weeks and then upgraded and then worked another two weeks. So he had about four weeks worth of work, two W-2s. How or, and I took care of him for the whole year. Yeah, um, yeah. I can claim him on my taxes and, or should I, and and that's as simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to claim him on your taxes because you gave him more than 50% of his care. If he was working less than a few months or even weeks. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, he's 18. He's probably trying to figure it all out still, but anyways, yes, you, he would still be a dependent. He could file as a dependent on his own personal tax return. If there's enough money in box two of both of those W2s to go chasing, Um, you know, I don't want to leave any money on the table, but all he has to do is do a tax return claiming he will be your dependent. Just click the boxes. I'm a dependent of someone else. He'll still get a full refund unless he made more than twelve thousand dollars unless he no he didn't no yeah of course yeah yeah so then you'll claim him and do your normal just like it always was oh one more question i'm sorry to keep you i know you um uh, so so my uh mortgage i had a forbearance and then i uh, didn't pay anything last year but i'm starting to pay this year anyways Mm -hmm. uh i usually do where i itemize and try to see if i use the interest which usually doesn't affect my taxes I probably wouldn't even right. need to worry about any of that at all and, and just do the, the standard. Yeah, I'm assuming you'll probably, I mean, I'm just saying, unless the interest is really high, uh, nowadays the standard, because you're head of household still, so what, like 18000 or more you'd have to have to itemize. So personal opinion, probably going to, I mean, it's possible if your numbers are that high or your charity or property taxes, but um, if not, I would just do standard deduction. And if you have any cash contributions, take that. Okay, that's it. Perfect. Thank you, so Thank you much. for calling. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. All Friday. right, let's go next. We got Bruce in White House. Hey, Bruce. Hey, how are you? I am good. What can I do for you? I, uh, last year, I didn't get any of my COVID-19 uh, relief Stimulus? checks. Mm-hmm. $1,200 that came out, I think, in December. And I had you look at it for me already and sent mm-hmm. you my, uh, the, my forms. But uh, I'm just wondering, get ready to file again. You said that they still got me on hold. Is there anything I could do when I filed this year to uh, alert them or get them, let them know that I still haven't got that? No, because they haven't resolved the 2020. You're part of those 6 million people that are still unresolved. Now you'll want to, Bruce, if you did not receive the one this year, the 1400, you'll want to make sure you claim it on the 2021 tax return. Uh, but last year, the first one was 12. The second one was 600. But if those, if you've already sent in, they're just waiting for resolution. So there's nothing you can do on your 2021 to let them know that you still have a 2020 issue. When were we supposed to get the 1400? in March or April. Uh, so we're still waiting on that. No, March or April. Yeah. I mean, you have received it last March or April a year ago. Okay. March I of 2021, this- you would have received it in, in around that time. Mm-hmm. And you so, should get a letter telling you if you've received it or not. 
Oh, no, I didn't get any. I didn't get right. anything. Those letters did come out, and I have seen several of them. So keep your guys open for that. Um, but that, just let you know, Bruce, if you haven't received it, then you can claim that fourteen hundred on the twenty twenty one. The ones we're okay. filing right now. Okay. Where does it go? In your Where's boxes? Where's I'm long going to fourteen hundred. It goes on line thirty one of the ten forty. Okay, 31. All right. Perfect. Thanks. All right. All right. We got Brandon in Cookville. Hey, Brandon. How are you? I am good. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Um, just a quick question. Can you hear me? I'm on Bluetooth. No, we're good. Go for it. Oh, okay. Uh, I started a new job in May of last year, and on my W-4, <clears throat> um, I'm married filing jointly. And I've got two small children, um, so that's that's in the correct box. It's four thousand that it takes out for the deduction, you know, the credit, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but when I usually can enter in one or two, it didn't allow me to do any of that, and I always take yeah. out extra on my mm -hmm. extra tax withholding just so I don't have to pay at the end of the year. Right. And so that's the only taxes that they took out of my check is that Are you extra twenty bucks. You're whole, married, Brandon, year. but does your wife work? Yes, she does. Okay. So you might want to adjust. In my personal opinion, I don't like the new W-4 form. I'm just going to put that out there. I like the old yeah, one better. Uh, but on that one, you might want to go ahead and reduce because you both can't claim two children. I mean, theoretically you can, well, but she, I mean, there's not going to be enough claims, money that's going to come out. She claims zero and I claim, and I, I oh. claim the children. She claims zero. I got you. Okay. So you have done that. I'm going to assume because it was a new job, maybe you didn't work the full year and you didn't hit high enough because if they took out zero, I'm assuming you made 50,000 or less, Brandon. I mean, just in the ballpark. Right. Um, so, right. you know, because for a married guy with two kids, you'd basically be breaking even at that dollar amount. So you wouldn't need yeah. withholding. Now, I'm not sure okay. if I'm helping, but you might just, if you want to leave it that way, once you do your taxes this year, you might want to just have a little bit more. If you, if you're, under just instead of you know having the 20 extra go for 30 and just leave it at the other so that way you control how much federal is coming out okay all right Sorry. awesome all right buddy thanks. thanks let's hit gene in nashville really quick before the end hey gene hi dr friday thank you for taking my call um i have a 23 year old son that lives with me full time he is okay. unable to hold down a job because of okay. some medical issues Okay. I'm wanting to know if I can claim him as a dependent. Absolutely. As long as you're providing 50% of his care, which means a roof okay. over his head, food in his stomach, you know, whatever. Insurance. Okay. He's a... Yes. Insurance too. I pay for all that. Right. So most likely at this point, because of his health issues, you will claim him as your dependent. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for all of you guys calling. I really appreciate it. it. Makes the show again go so much faster. And so we're getting to the end of the show. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about first, don't rush to get your taxes done. In my opinion, make sure that you have all of your W-2s. Make sure you have received the 1099s. That may be uh, 1099 for um uh, distribution of some sort. If you did a you know IRA or anything, if you had unemployment. Make sure you receive and have all of those forms. There's nothing worse than filing, getting a refund, 
then getting a love letter saying we've changed your tax return because you forgot this. And don't forget Bitcoin, guys, you know, cryptocurrency, the IRS is now tracking. So don't think you're my opinion. It's not worth trying to outsmart. Let's just make sure we're reporting what is truly happening. Same thing with, um, you know, stocks, anything that you're buying and selling. Let's make sure we're tracking those so that you have it on your tax return. And then you don't have to really worry so much about what it is. So again, if you've got cryptocurrency, I definitely suggest trying to do more of that through like Coinbase or something that's tracking it. I know there's going to be some of you guys listening saying, well, what they don't know, but I don't know what they don't know. Come on. We are all getting, I mean, more and more people are receiving uh, 1099Ks from things like Amazon and eBay and things because they're selling products. And it used to be at a dollar amount, right? If you sold less than, I don't know, $10,000, they didn't give it. Now it's like, if you have a number of transactions, they're going to start sending out 1099Ks. We all know in the infrastructure bill, build back better bill, they were trying to do something where every $600 that was received, you were going to have to do some sort of tracking. So just saying, make sure you're reporting what you have so you can actually put that tax return to bed and uh, start living the next year and not have to look over your shoulder and try to figure out, oh no, what next do I need to do? And, you know, like I said, it's always worse because once they've given you the refund, then there's penalties and interest because you got money that wasn't yours because you didn't report it. Um, so, and the one thing everyone's always, always asking, can I, can I get a waiver on penalty and interest? I didn't mean to do it. Is there a way of getting around it? And the answer is sometimes yes. I mean, I can't tell you we haven't gotten waivers on penalties. Uh, interest, very, very rarely. In fact, only time you really get a waiver on interest is if you change and reduce the entire bill. Therefore, interest and penalties would be reduced in the same situation. But just make sure you've tracked all your documents, make sure the information is complete, and then file your taxes. That way you don't have to worry about it. All right. So if you want to reach our office, you can at 615 367 0819-615-367-0819. You can also email Friday at drfriday.com. Again, F-R-I-D-A-Y at drfriday.com. Um, or check me out on the web. You get a lot of information out of there. It's just drfriday.com. Again, drfriday.com. It's an easy way. And hopefully you guys are, are going to be um, staying warm, working on your taxes. Again, entrepreneurs or business owners, make sure your W-2s and 1099s have been submitted. You don't want to get hit with fines and penalties for something that you can just take care of really, really quickly. I um, hope you guys have an awesome Saturday and try to stay warm out there because you know what? It's a bit nippy and, uh, you know, it's a crazy Saturday. So um, as we always say in Australia, call you later.